0: Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I'm excited to have Eric. Eric is the CEO of CAD Africa. Welcome to the couch, Eric.
1: Thank you for having me, Latana. It's a pleasure yes. to be here.
0: Yes. And so on Startup Couches, what we do is we have people like you, Eric, come on the couch, talk about your products that is out in the market, you know, the journeys that has led you to build this product, how the product is doing, um, the product journey itself, and your, your your journey, basically, your your challenges, your journey as you build this product, right? So, this is where we talk about all of these on the couch. So, jumping straight into it, what is Card Africa and how does it all work?
1: Um, so, CAD Africa is a social enterprise uh, based out of Uganda, and uh, the main goal for this organization is to help create economic opportunities for young women in rural Uganda uh, using agriculture as a tool. Um, so, we, have, we started it in 2012, and uh, we've been running for roughly nine, ten years now. Uh, Well, it was originally started in 2010 but registered in 2012 and we created a proprietary curriculum which focuses on several different aspects that we found uh, uh, important in in, uh, rural Uganda for women especially. So the curriculum is focused on financial literacy training, uh, sexual reproductive health, entrepreneurship, agriculture and life skills so we, this this is combined into a 6 month curriculum where the, the the girls come together in a group of 25 to 30 girls okay. we provide them with access to land through partnerships that we have with uh, either local landowners or uh, churches mosques, religious institutions and provide these girls with a three acre plot the plot is then divided into equal spots equal equal um sections so each girl has an, an exact same amount of land uh we provide them with an agricultural uh bundle of inputs um, okay. so the main the main product we focus on is uh passion fruit
0: so okay. we
1: provide them with the uh, passion fruit seedling we provide them with uh, chemicals um
0: Fertilizer. Basically,
1: ag- agro-inputs, yeah, so fertilizers, f- um, chem- uh, pesticides, fungicides, uh, gloves, boots, the necessary tools required to to keep the pe- passion fruit alive for the duration of the program.
0: Okay. And
1: also, they are provided with uh, ag- agronomists who do the technical support and training on the agricultural section of the curriculum um so this curriculum runs for six months this is specifically because the gestation period of passion fruit from seedling to harvest is six months so during okay. that time they're going they're doing two things through the life cycle. concurrently yeah. yeah so they're they're planting their fruit which is the agricultural aspect of the program and then they're going through these other lessons on a weekly basis so they meet once or twice a week for different aspects of the curriculum. So focusing on like the financial literacy classes might be on Monday, and then you do an ag class on Tuesday, and then it it goes on like that. And while you're doing this, uh, we have, we've integrated different aspects that include the community. So we have a family farm day, where we bring the girls, parents, husbands, brothers, anyone who's interested in the community to come see what they're having what they're doing at the program. So we'll have this opportunity to then hand out seedlings to the, the parents and the family so that the girls can then go back home and teach the their, their, their family members about the, the, the agricultural aspects that they're, they're learning through the program. Mm-hmm. And after the six months, when they begin harvesting, CAD Africa purchases all the fruit that they, 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 they have grown. And we purchase it and then Process it in our processing facility, and then package that and sell it to you know retailers in and around Kampala, and we're also looking at the export market at the, at the right now as well. So that's uh, a general rundown of what Cat Africa
0: does. Yeah. I think yeah. it's I think is a is a whole value chain. I like that. Yeah. I I think the focus is um creating really skilled young women who are going yeah. to go out there and become breadwinners, become actual farmers, um understand yeah. the business side of things, understand the tools that you know you between some subsistence farmer and a commercial farmer. Right.
1: <laughs> um, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. So I I, I really, really love this idea because what it means is that these young women come and after six months, they literally go from, you know, knowing next to nothing or just following instructions from their parents to actually knowing the science behind what they do, knowing the agricultural practices that make what they're doing viable and commercial and knowing how you know these things move out understanding the supply chain they become business people they they can literally become business owners themselves i think that's actually really really amazing and having that spread out in cohorts over and over again and being sustainable in that this is real life real plants real food that is actually going to be produced and sold you know and like i feel like this just connects into a lot of articles and it's like a whole value chain on its own of um, how we should look at food today or how we should look at production of food um, and basically eradicating poverty at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: it was very important to make sure that it was a sustainable process because you find that a lot of programs come in and teach one aspect or another aspect and they don't put the whole thing together in the sense that if the program was to to come to an end at some point let's say funding was to to run right you you've now p- provided a situation where these women can actually view what they're doing from a business perspective they've learned how to keep the, to do their bookkeeping how to lend and, and and borrow from each other as a group they've learned how to the value of you know bargaining with market with uh having bulk power bargaining, where they, they're working together as a cohort and they can bargain with, 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 with buyers and vendors selling their groups as a product, as, as one group's product. And they've also learned through this course, they've, they've learned about entrepreneurship. So it's not necessarily that we want everyone to continue farming. Farming is just the access point to these demographics because a lot of women in these areas are used to subsistence farming. So it's something they yeah. know, but they, it's not something they understand or see as a business. So farming was the entry point for this this program, and it then provides them with avenues to move into other, other areas. So we've had situations where girls have started farming, made some money from farming, and gone on to do other things, you know, moved into either starting shops or moved into, like, you know, fabric, start a salon, Um, we've had situations where one girl actually started a kindergarten because she realized that uh, a lot of the girls in her group were you know had children and these children didn't have a place to go while the girls were meeting at the farm so she decided you know what let me start a daycare uh, daycare center and that then grew into like an actual school and Mm. she then employed other girls and now she runs this nursery school and you know that kind of thing that's trickling down and affecting the community in a positive way. So, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, you know, 10 years learning, and we've been working in, in remote areas in Uganda. And we just expanded our programs into um, refugee settlements because Uganda is, you know, is one of the biggest refugee uh, host countries in the world. And where we were located is in Western Uganda. We have uh, refugee settlements coming in from Congo. And uh, it was a program that we saw could be valuable for, for these these new new settlers in, in Uganda. And the beauty about it is because we're growing passion fruit, which is a, like a, a plant that grows on a vine, it doesn't require mass chunks of land. So each, each girl has like a 240 square foot piece of land, and the passion fruit grows upwards. So they put it on a vine, you trellis it, it grows up, which leaves the land below for you to do your subsistence farming that you're used to doing. So you can grow your potatoes for household household consumption, the beans. And also we teach them about intercropping. So like using crops like beans for soil nutrition to add nitrogen to the soil. Understanding what's healthy, what what needs to be grown in order to keep your family healthy. So you're not only just making money off the passion that grows off the vine, you're also making uh, enough food to then take home, feed your family, and then if you have an abundance, you can sell that as well for extra income. So it's a whole collaboration of of, of, of aspects.
0: Yeah. To, yeah to get the program rolling. Yeah. I I also think another really great thing here is mm-hmm. leveraging community. You know, community is such a big thing people use nowadays. People try to use just in words, buzzwords and stuff like that. There are yeah. very, very few ways you can see where people are actually applying or leveraging community in like a really, really beneficial way. And this is one of them.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's, key. it's a very crucial aspect to it, because like what we realized, like when I initially moved to, to Western Uganda and started farming, I quickly realized that, you know, a lot of the, the agricultural trade is, is handled by traders who come in from the city. And, you know, they dictate the prices. And, and you know, for the rural farmer who's riding their bike two and a half hours to get to the market with a basket of tomatoes, they don't have that negotiating power to say, mm-hmm. hey, listen, uh, if the trader says the price is a dollar today, that's the price. And they, they sell it and go back to their to the village. Yeah. But then when you have a farm that's run by let's say 30 members of the community who are now growing a substantial amount of, of product that is now, they have more bargaining power. Yeah, you can't just bar- come that, and dictate yeah, it you product. can't come and take it at whatever price you dictate because when you have 30 of them who've grown a ton of of uh, passion or tomatoes or whatever, cabbage or whatever it is that they're growing and you'll find that's a huge chunk of what's going to actually end up at the market. So yep. the farmer has to come and negotiate with them because they have also learned to understand, they've understood that they have power in controlling this product. So it, 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 it changes the dynamics to a certain extent. Um, yeah, so we, we, we thought through a lot of these things just through like personal experience, through, you know, human-centered design. Our program is, is designed specifically to cater to what the women in these communities need. So after we go through the the one cycle, we'll sit down with them, go through a survey, ask questions, find out what lessons they, they found helpful, find out what things were not helpful, and then curate it for the next group so that by the time we get to a point where we're catering to the specific needs of the people that we're working with. And that's mm. that's a very important aspect of how, how CAD Africa operates.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah that's that's really amazing i think um i mean i i know who your main customer segment is the y- young women in uganda who um most likely subsistence so farmers or in families that already practice things like that or not mm-hmm. um that you know uh you're trying to just lift out of where they are you know mentally skills wise and also just get them to start becoming business women right and yeah. And so I think what I'm curious about is um, how, 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 do you, how do you run this business, right? Like, how is the team size like? Um, how do you do the programs, the curriculums? You know, it must be a yeah. lot of people, you know, how does that work? And, you know, how have you been financing this, right? Has it been a self-sustaining business? Have you had to raise money from um, people, you know, how has that been?
1: No, all, all very good questions. Um, So initially started off as uh, a private farm. And as we saw the need in the community, we started to figure out how do we leverage this opportunity? So like we are registered as both a non-profit entity and a for-profit entity. So the for-profit okay. entity is Cad Africa Estate, which is the factory, which is the private farm where we grow all the seedling where we do a lot of training. And then the nonprofit entity is what operates the, the CAD Africa experience, which is the program I've just explained to you. Mm-hmm. And um, how we do it is we have two teams and a lot of the, the, the aspects of the, the business and the, and the non-profit kind of intertwine. But um, so we have the managing director who oversees the, the entire operation, making sure that everything is running smoothly we have an operations team which consists of uh, people who deal with like seed seedling procurement, procurement of uh, agricultural inputs that we provide to the girls who deal with the transportation. And we have the trainers who train on the agricultural curriculum. So we have the, we call the agronomists who go out and visit the, the girls' farms and give them tips and show them how to weed, how to use pesticides mm. efficiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the the, um, the cat Africa coaches who are the who do the curriculum training. So they go out and train the groups of girls on the life skills, financial literacy, the sexual health and productive, rights. So that's how the the organization is structured. Um, we've both done, you know, uh, raised money through VC. Um, so we've raised uh, approximately 500,000 or so through venture capitalists. Um, um, we've also had we do a lot of grant funding. So we, we're funded by you know the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, uh, oh, Grant wow. Challenges Canada, which is our biggest uh, donor. Um, we have Skis Family Foundation. There's Opus Fund. Uh, we've 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 been successful on 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 raising grant money to keep the NGO program afloat and and raising debt to keep the business side operating um yeah so that's that's how we're structured at the moment
0: hmm. okay that makes sense that, that,
1: that makes yeah. Oh, I, yeah I forgot to mention we have um so at the beginning of last year 2020 we had around 50. Full-time employees, mm. but obviously, you know, going through COVID, and you know, we've had to have some cutbacks on certain activities yeah. because in Uganda, you know, there were very strict restrictions on travel and movement yeah. at the beginning of COVID. So we couldn't have a lot of the group, um, the group activities we were doing, like the lessons and stuff, where we weren't able to host in uh, on the ground as much as we could. So we had to like shrink down the size of the classes and change our schedule so there's a lot of adapting going on we tried to adopt some you know digital technologies to like to try and you know pop, um, continue our classes so like using whatsapp videos mm-hmm. uh recording pre-recorded lessons to send out to groups so that they can listen to them without having to sit in the same classroom yeah we did a lot of uh COVID response work in in the communities especially in the refugee settlements because in uganda you're probably familiar with you know we've had quite a few ebola outbreaks especially in in western uganda on the border to congo so yeah. we as cad africa had been trained in you know response techniques you know health and hygiene is part of our curriculum so we were able to then you know set up washing stations uh provide our, our 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 young women with masks and then as part of their entrepreneurship classes they were able to then start using some of the other life skills that they learned to make masks that they could then sell to, to other members of the community yeah. so yeah it's it, it's been an interesting interesting period obviously
0: yeah yeah i think um the very last question i have for you before i let you go is mm-hmm. what would you say is your two major challenges today i mean this might be the second to last because like, i still have more questions as i think about it <laughs> but like what would you say are your major challenges today you know running Cat africa on a day-to-day basis. what would you say is challenging today? so for me now
1: personally because i'm not on the ground i'm i'm based in the states i'm now on the the I'm the chairman of the board, so okay. I don't intervene in the day-to-day activities, which is something I'm very proud of because I've managed to grow a company over ten years and then step away and have you know a team of of people who have trained with us and grown with the company who are local, who are now able to run it efficiently. Hmm. Um, but obviously, major challenges would be you know, financing, like funding. It's always tough to to to, to raise funding. As I said, in twenty twenty we went through a whole period of we had a lot of funds aligned for the year. But then as the pandemic happened, some of the funders pulled out because people were unsure of what was happening, how they were going to spend their money. So that was always a challenge. Um uh, another thing is, you know, like dealing with like in in, in, in the post of pandemic world is like dealing with the logistics of of movement, of travel, of you know meeting with groups. Those things are real things that we, we have to deal with every day. So like, again, Uganda is in the middle of a, a lockdown. So it's like no groups of more than five people meeting in the same place. Mm. You can't have public transport. You can't uh, use you know, the, all these things are restricting the way program activities happen. So that, those are challenges that I know that our team is is grappling with. But uh, we've been pretty good at trying to manage um, the way things are operating. So as I said, using a lot of, you know, trying to adapt technology. And, and obviously technology comes with its own barriers because looking at the demographics or the, the region that we're in, where well, the infrastructure is not great. You know, you don't have a lot of internet, you don't have access to to smartphones for everyone. So we have to think of ways to be innovative around, you know, adapting this technology to, to our programs. So yeah, we we face different challenges every day, but uh, pushing on. <laughs> yeah, that
0: makes sense, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So finally, I mean, you've been running Kind Africa for long time now so
1: i'd like to you know what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far in your journey i'd say like uh, as an entrepreneur the, the biggest lesson was you know being patient and also it's, it's a double-edged sword so like patience is one thing because you know it takes time to get something to work efficiently especially when you're looking at working in in rural settings but the other thing is also being able to adapt quickly so you know you fail fast you learn and you start again so that, those are the biggest lessons i've learned is patience and being adaptable and mm. I, I carry those
0: every day <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense i think yeah. on this Joshua, I'd say thank you so so much eric for coming on the couch this has been an interesting conversation what do you think
1: no no it, it absolutely has i love the way you you understand the the logistics of, of the way things operate on the ground, so yeah. it's easy to have that conversation, because I explained yes. what we do, and you quickly put it together, so that that just it's a, it's a very refreshing thing to have, and I think you this is the kind of activity we need more of, you know, podcasts that are promoting local enterprise, that are looking at people who are doing simple but specific things for communities, and and I commend you on the work you're doing as well big yeah. up big up <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: thank you thank you so much eric and on that note i'd like to say um for everyone that's listening make sure to subscribe make sure to share this episode with your friends you already know that every single week we bring you people like eric to share their stories of the products they're building and how it's impacted our communities as you can see what Card africa is doing today so um until next time see ya